Hi listeners, welcome to an episode of Behind the Veil. Before we get started, we have a short message from our friends at To Chart a Well-Trod Course. Recovered from research and development meeting briefing number 092248, beginning at 14.52 hours. I think that covers everything for this briefing. Any questions? Nielsen, you're on mute again. It's, It's the button towards the bottom. Yes, I am aware that this is less than ideal, but my schedule is very busy. Internal reviews are coming up. Um, is it working? Sorry, can you hear me, Commander? Yes, Nielsen. Oh, great. Uh, yes, um, I... We had a question, Commander Rook, in regards to... to well, uh, we heard... We, we were informed that... Um, Nelson, what is it? Dr. Winstead, Commander. What's... Plan with him exactly? Uh, we we heard he was coming back on a probationary contract. Yes. Don't worry, Nielsen. He won't be coming back to the labs. I wouldn't do that to all of you. Then where is he going, Commander Rook? If I may ask, that is. It's fine, Smith. I'm sticking him on AI support for the Uranome. Cruise in stasis, AI will be running everything for the next couple of weeks. Dr. Winstead will be providing support as required. I don't think that's a good idea. Smith, I can assure you that every possible precaution is being taken. I am personally overseeing Dr. Winstead's conduct and I won't let him put a foot wrong. Forgive me if I don't trust him, Commander Rook, after what he did. Uh, Which AI unit will he be overseeing, Commander? Lavini. Alone model. I suppose that's something. He hasn't been able to- Dr. Winstead has had absolutely no access to the AI unit or her coding. Their first meeting will be on Monday, and I will be keeping a very close eye. I know you don't trust him, but Yelena Industries has decided it is in the best interest of everybody if he is given a second chance. Now, If that covers everything, I'd say we can all get on with the rest of our days. You are both dismissed. Thank you, Commander. I hope everything goes well. Don't be surprised if it blows up in our faces again. Noted. Connection terminated. The Charter Well-Trod Course, a four-episode audio drama coming soon. Written and directed by L. M. Clohessy. Edited and produced by L. M. Clohessy and Natasha Johnston. Logo by Evie Lang. Theme music by Natasha Johnston. This episode featured... Atlas Morgan as computer and intro-outro reader. Philomena Sherwood as Nia Rook. Patricia Luzzardo as employee Nielsen. Morgan Greensmith as employee Smith.
podcast landing, 5th of October, Earth Time. This is the first in hopefully a series of bonus content where we have each member of the main Argo trio sit down and have a chat with the person who writes their episodes, because we have one writer assigned per character. The one you're about to hear is between Kat, who is the voice of Echo and the writer of Medusa's episodes, and Claire's, who is the voice of Medusa. It's a casual chat aimed to find out a little bit more about the character from the original myth and how we adapted them into our sci-fi world. I hope you'll enjoy hearing it, and I hope you'll get something out of it before the next episodes. Okay. Alright, so I guess we should introduce ourselves. Kat, wanna go first? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm Kat Hawthorne. I am an episode writer for Korra, and I'm also the voice of Echo. And hi, uh, I'm Clary Jung. I'm an assistant producer and also the voice of Medusa uh, in the Korra podcast. Well, <laughs> first things first, on the agenda, on the list uh, that we've been given here, it says, um, start with a fun reading of the original myth we got. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Ooh, I meant wait. to find like something, but I absolutely did not. So, yeah. Oh, wait, like, uh, Kat, I'm not sure if you remember this. In the kind of the beginning of Korra, we were doing this thing called um, 30 Second Myths, where we just summarized the myth we had in, like, 30 seconds or 20 seconds? I don't know. Should we try for, like, 30 seconds and see how that goes? Okay, yeah. Like, see if we, like, time ourselves, see how fast we can, sit, like, get the myth out. Okay, yes. Alright, so, uh, we're gonna try and summarize our characters' myths in 30 seconds. Okay, so, in the original myth, uh, uh, Medusa was a shrine maiden for the goddess Athena. Uh, in some myths, I think, uh, it is, like, it's emphasized, like, she took pride in her hair, or, like, her hair was, like, a a part of her that, like, she thought was really, she liked a lot. It'll be relevant later. Uh, one day... Uh, she uh, she gets noticed by the god Poseidon. Expletive, expletive. Sorry, sound designer. She's gonna have to bleep that out. Uh, <laughs> who assault? Who sexually assaults her? And uh, when she seeks refuge in the temple of Athena, Athena. Um, the jury's out on whether she punishes her by giving her, by, by making her, turning her into a gorgon, or like gives her a, makes it a sort of defense. I have heard conflicting versions of the myth. Um, but anyways, she gets turned into the first Gorgon, uh, along with two of her sisters. And later in the myth, she gets slain by the hero Perseus in his own epic quest for vengeance and, and, and justice. And that probably covers more than 30 seconds. Let's say that works. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That was that was that was smooth and, and professional. All right, very professional. So, there's mm-hmm. there's absolutely no reason why we're Trenchco and Co Productions. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> like we took we now you have that you have the extremely abridged version of the Medusa myth. So, how do you take that and make it you know queer and in space? Um, how to be do that? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember a lot of like the thought process for Medusa. I remember we went like, "What if instead of snakes, it was wires?" Ooh, yeah, yeah. I remember that too. Um, um 
And I remember having I conversations. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go first. You go first. I remember having conversations, too, about how so much of Greek myth is, especially stories of women in Greek myth, are contain sexual assault as pretty pivotal moments. And we didn't mm-hmm. necessarily want to have that everywhere to, <clears throat> goodness, to the extent that is mm-hmm. in Greek myths. Um, so we talked about some, like, alternate relationships that could have that, like, exploitative nature, I suppose, which mm-hmm. is how we ended up on um, Medusa being Athena's, is it pronounced protege? Protege, yeah, sort of. Okay, yeah. Um, which which um, is how we settled on Medusa being Athena's protege. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I remember having a thought, like, having thoughts. Wow, I have thoughts. While I was playing Medusa. Uh, because when Athena curse, like, curses her, she essentially takes away... Like she, because because she is no longer a virgin, she's in a sense there's no longer any. She can't really fully serve Athena anymore, can yeah. she? Like, cause she, and like, so she takes this away from. So she takes her beauty. She takes like her, in a sense, humanity away from her. And uh, something I thought like we kind of tried to get like link a little bit unconsciously consciously or not was that mm, having equating the beauty like uh, medusa's beauty in the original myth with like our version of medusa medusa's goodness as soon as like our version of medusa was no longer good was no longer obedience to athena she had no use to her so yeah yeah. So, like, that's kind of how I associate, like, both versions. Like, obviously, there's a pretty big deviation between them. Yeah. But that's how I kind of link the two of them together in the myth. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with, like, the emphasis on, like, you know, how women should behave, how, like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just thinking about, like, the purity angle, like... Oh man, like Athena turning her into a monster and casting her out when she's no longer a virgin and can no longer serve her is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a really interesting commentary, and that has some implications. That has some implications. <laughs> man, it, if it's not obvious already, we at the Cora podcast are not huge fans of Athena. No. Not. We, like, we made her a girl boss derogatory. <laughs> Girl boss derogatory indeed. Okay. Um we also have we have this list of questions here. What um what was it like writing for Medusa? So cats, wanna wanna talk about that? Um yeah, I'm gonna say just like in general, especially starting out, it was super intimidating. Um just because this is like this is a kind of new kind of project for me mm-hmm. and yeah. I can be pretty perfectionistic about my, my writing. So it's like, oh my goodness, I can't sit and fiddle with this for years. Um, so I've kind of had to learn how to like relax a little bit and be like, okay, it's okay. Um, as far as Medusa goes specifically, mm-hmm. um, there, this is going to come up a lot. There has been a lot of projection. <laughs> um, yeah. I I try and think like, oh, 
She she has so much anxiety. I have so much anxiety. It's it's fine. But <laughs> stars I'm bad at this. Um it's fine. No, um I feel like I've been kind of like getting to know her too and it's been really fun. Um mm-hmm. oh, I don't know when we're uh posting this. But like it's mm-hmm. been really fun developing her character arc and having her go from like I will stay on this ship to be your therapist, and if I fail that, throw me out an airlock to, like, I am part of the crew. And that's been a really, really fun uh, progression for me to write. I know. I really I really like the interpretation of Medusa we've built up so far. I'm, you know, possibly biased. Just a little bit. Because I project plenty onto Medusa, too. Like, something I... Oh, something I really, really liked is what she did was with the things that are going to kill me less i'm not quite sure yeah. who suggested it at first but then we incorporated it and it was like mm, i love that for her i love that for them so yeah much. and i have a lot of fun in each new episode finding a way to throw that in but in a way that shows the progression mm-hmm. yeah like there's always there's always like fun little quirks that we yeah like, just like goof around we will just goof around in voice chat during recording sometimes. Something like, um, I remember an episode uh, when we were recording episode seven, or at least during the table read, we were halfway f- with the two thirds of a liar mechanic, the, mecha- the mathematical mechanics of that. I'm a humanities major, but uh, our director, Ibby, yes. who is possibly who who is probably going to be audio editing this i'm so sorry Abby. uh <laughs> like made suddenly went hmm okay wait the technicalities of this and that went is that the, like if she's is that like if she's two-thirds of a liar but then it's this fraction and then this fraction yeah yeah and that just a lot of like goes to show how much how much we all project on simajisa to some extent so she's yeah. not just like a pure like pure projection of like one of our crewmates. Like I have my fair share of moments, uh, but yes. a lot of our crew will just like look at me and say, "Go, hmm, that's me." Yeah, like it's a it's like like they're a patchwork of collaboration, and I think that's great. Yeah, I think we all just looked at them and went, "Yes, kin." <laughs> Oh gosh. Yep. Okay, uh there is a question here. Um, do you base any personal experiences of Medusa? Are there anything? Like you mentioned anxiety, but I feel like that yeah. is kind of you look at this you, you look at this you look at this small snake child. You look at them just vibrating with anxiety and go, <laughs> hmm, yeah. Yeah. Um a lot of times when they're trying to like deal with their anxiety and think through I'll like have them like think through some of the same things I do I think in episode seven mm-hmm. maybe there's like a okay I'm overwhelmed step one is this step two is this which is something that I do when I'm overwhelmed and trying to like keep moving yeah yeah compartmentalizing that's a big part of Medusa that I didn't expect uh-huh. Like, because when I started playing her, uh, like, in the beginning, my impression of her was, like, like she can't, like, she can buckle down. Like, they can buckle down and be, like, very professional therapist, therapist mode, let's say. 
Uh, but also the rest of the time, they're kind of scatterbrained. They don't really have everything in control, and when they freak out, they just freak out. Which, like in hindsight, definitely I was projecting a little <clears throat> too much. But I like that. But like, it's good to have a character, like playing a character that deviates in at least some sort of way from myself, you know. And I yeah. love them. I love them a lot. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I remember in the callbacks、mm-hmm. um, for auditions, there was a little bit when we were just trying some Medusa lines, and I think Andy said, "Like, try being like a little more snotty. Like, try like, yeah."、Um, and I think you read the lines that way, and we were like, "Hmm, maybe not." Yeah, yeah.、I'm、But it's interesting be- to look back on that. Yeah. Now. I think in the beginning of auditions, when we were trying to, f- like, because at that stage we just written like a few like lines just for people to audition with. I think I think I wrote、yeah. one of them. I'm not quite sure, but we ended up because we had very distinct like character tropes. Let's say for Atalanta、mm-hmm. and Medea, Medea is like you know the witch. She's like a princess. Yes, she's like, so like. There's a kind of impression of what she's gonna sound like. Adelance is like the jock, and like we also, I,、yeah. I remember specifically people,、uh, the producers going, "Hmm, try sounding more himbo here." To to <laughs> to uh, uh, MQ who who plays Adelanta. Uh, but for Medusa, there wasn't that much of it. I remember when I was trying to like figure out some concept art before we really even began casting. And my version of Medusa looked very different from how I draw them now. They were much taller for a thing. Which I, <laughs>、uh, Medusa after, is tiny. Yeah, but after I got cast, um, unfortunately, I have chronic baby voice, and that did contribute to the um kind of baby snake, baby snake kind of vibe we have going on for now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I kind of love it. I get so much pleasure as someone who's 20 and like, oh my goodness, how do people adult like every time Atalanta or Medea go like, oh, your baby that that brings me comfort. It's it's my comfort.、Yeah. Wait, what? I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, as someone who is has not yet breached 20, but no, but knows people who are just. It seems like there's leagues of difference between us, you know, even if it's only a couple years. So I feel like Medusa、yeah. being like just a, well, significantly more baby. I was gonna say just a bit, but nah,、uh, would is fairly accurate, I guess. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. And、mm, I know I just really like playing Medusa because I also get to、uh, have a hand in editing the script sometimes. And it might not always be like the best writing choices sometimes, but I like adding in little moments that feel, in some ways, significant to me. Because in episode, episode which which episode was the Malager one? It has to be like ah,、uh, that was episode eight. eight. Episode yeah, eight. yeah. Medusa has their little bits with oranges, and yeah. Yeah, it's very near and dear to my heart because、uh, the thing about Medusa, I, I specifically as you know, someone who's East Asian,、uh, who's from Hong Kong, who's Chinese,、uh, I do kind of 
visualize them as, you know, also being Asian. Because God, I I, I would love more uh, Asian rep- queer Asian representation in podcasts. Violet Liu from uh, Starship Iris, my beloved. Um, but the thing is with Korra, we don't really have last names except Heracles Hercules, I think. Am I wrong? I hope not. And that was solely for the meme. That was solely for the meme. Um, so there wasn't really any last, like, you can really give her a Chinese last name. There's like, and there will be some difficulties in trying to construct an entire quote-unquote space Asia in this stage of our world building when we haven't really fought that for like you know a universe is hard to just write out write entirely uh so while i cannot say like in podcasts we will we're gonna say oh medusa is asian or any equivalent of that i do try to like in at least in editing stages or like characterization i do try to insert a little bit of like what feels significant to me, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, like, I know in my episodes when I'm writing them, um, I really appreciate that because, like, it gives me, like, little bits to work with that are very distinct. Um, and things that are things that I don't experience as a white person, but that I'd, I really also enjoy like you playing Medusa as an Asian character and I think that representation is super neat and I think representation in general is super neat and I'm glad that you can help with that Mm -hmm. yeah uh like having Medusa be Asian I feel like subverts a few stereotypes like with the you know on one hand they they do perpetuate a little bit like the tech genius like uh, like nerd character, Asian nerd character, but also they get to be a little bit silly sometimes. They get to be like, they get to be smart, but like, uh-huh. they're also so dumb. I love them. They're so dumb. High intelligence, <laughs> low wisdom. Yeah. No. Yeah, and, and there's been some really unexpected things that have come out of that. I think there's been several times when they've just shared like horrifying facts about the human body, and it's become a thing. Oh god, it's become a thing. I have I know more about I know more about more human anatomy facts than I ever wanted to know in my entire <laughs> life just by playing this character. Yeah, but it's just kind of a fun thing to throw in occasionally, like she'll just be calling Andromeda and be like, Hey, here's this horrifying thing. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Like I love that they get to be like more than more than just like a stoic stereotype, I be like, you know, they mm-hmm. get to be a little silly, and they get yeah. to be curious. They get to like learn more about the universe around them as they're be- like, they were stuck under Athena's thumb for a long, long time, and now they get to go out and like make their own family. And yeah. something about how I personally interpret Medusa's arc here about how she's like learning to grow and like be less of a pushover. But her form of uh, independence relies on her own well-being benefiting, like, 
the yard gang as a whole and like as mm-hmm. someone from like a let's say collectivist culture like putting the needs of the others of a lot of like your general <laughs> like your general social circle or like like those you care about uh slightly above your own and like kind of marrying that with medusa's arc of trying to like just to learn to stand up for themselves and be their own person to benefit to help and benefit uh, her family as a whole i don't know it does means <laughs> it it does yeah. it does mean a lot to me yeah and i do that's something um a lot of medusa's people pleasing aspects um i take inspiration from oh gosh i hope this is okay um don't kill me uh sister if you hear this um, but how my sister used to be and can be when she's very anxious, um, and I'm, I used to constantly tell her, like, you can't take care of others without taking care of yourself. You can't pour from an empty kettle. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I try to pull into Medusa because they really do care about helping others and they need to take care of themselves as well. But that desire to help others is also something that's really beautiful about them. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, give me a second, because the blanket has shifted a bit. Okay, yeah. Not, that doesn't bode well. And with that um, flawless, flawless uh, um, transition, <laughs> um, <laughs> is there anything else we need to talk about? Oh, uh, there is, um, how do you distinguish Medusa for myself? I project a lot onto Medusa, but at the same time, they feel a little younger than I am, which is weird, which is weird because they are like a few at least age-wise, they're a few years older than I am. But also, sometimes I go, this this child, I love them. <laughs> yeah. I think you um, also mentioned, uh, sorry? Yeah, no, no, you go first, you go first. You also mentioned being a humanities major um, when she's very much a STEM person, which, handshake <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah, I mean, thank God for all the STEM majors. On the Seriously? <laughs> and just honestly, you've been you writing just the technical science bits in general, so I don't have to think about it. Medusa yeah. is like the slightly more organized, younger version of STEM version of me. Yeah. Which is not a fun thought sometimes. <laughs> but God, you, you know what? I think there's a stage direction at some point that I wrote. It's like, I don't know how computers work. And at this point, I'm afraid to ask. But this probably happens. Just do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
it's not it's not the most accurate uh-huh. imitation, but it does it does the job. It makes like the narration sound at least a little more distinct from uh, in scene. It makes it makes my juices sound much calmer than they usually are. Well, they are in scene, which I think is a nice switch up. Uh, but yeah. things like, ooh, episode again, episode seven. I feel it wasn't especially big episode because I think that would. Cat, you you wrote this episode. You know perfectly yes, I did. well. You know perfectly well. I had to cry a little bit. I had yeah, to cry I, mm-hmm. I still feel bad about that. Uh, that scream was hard. <laughs> God, yeah, I rem- yeah, I I remember. I was in student. I was still in student dorms at the time. I could, I couldn't find anywhere to scream. And when I finally find out, finally found somewhere, it was, I couldn't get it out. I genuinely couldn't get it out. Uh, yeah. So, that was that was that was definitely a hard thing about that episode, but yeah, it was also a really fun episode to record, especially with the crying. Uh-huh. I did advertise this episode to my friends. Hey, listen to this podcast if you want to hear me cry. Uh, you know, on <laughs> voice in in podcasts. I know you people. You're going to want to hear me cry. Do it. Um, but it was fun, especially with the kind of bleed from narration into in scene as like like in their head they're like they're usually a little calmer than they are but mm-hmm. the desperation just kind of also bleeds into the scene and I really mm-hmm. like that I really liked playing that it was really fun yeah mm-hmm. and that scene was fun for me to write too because I was really proud of how it connected like the external plot with Medusa's internal states and like kind of brought them together in that climactic moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, I love that episode. That's probably been my favorite episode that yes. we've recorded to this day. And that's saying a lot given like we've recorded a fair few episodes. At this point, we're about to record episode 13, I think. Yeah, I, I recorded my 13 lines yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was there for that. Oh, gosh. Yes. Oh, yep. And it is also going to be a Medusa episode. Um, spoilers, I guess. Yes. Uh, someone cut <laughs> that out. Uh, but, yeah. That's going to be a fun episode. Yes. Yeah. Leading up to the season finale is going to be a lot. Wow. I know. I just, I, I just can't wait to, like, just see more of your writing and just see more more of Medusa in general. Oh, we're in the part of the story where everything happens so much. Oh, yeah. Everything is happening so much all the time. Someone please hold the small. Someone please <laughs> hold the snake. They're getting very anxious. <laughs> oh, gosh. That makes me think of, I think at one point you drew that picture of uh, Medusa as like, a young child, like maybe they were like five, but they had this big, like enormous worm on a string type plushie that oh, they named yeah. Dog. Oh God, yeah i I would have given I would give Medusa more comfort items if I could. I didn't. Was the coat a thing? Was the yeah, coat a thing? I think. And, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, she, like, plays with a zipper in episode nine as, like, a stim to comfort herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually thinking more, was it... How how long has it been a thing? Because I know, I know during auditions, it was most definitely not a thing, but it happened sometime in between Den and episode uh, three, I believe. Just the world's yeah. ugliest coats. I... I can't remember when it happened. It just kind of feels like it's always been there. Yeah. God. If, for lis- for any listeners, if, 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 if the sound designers decide, you know, not to cut this part out. For any listeners, for Medusa's coat, picture this. Just the brightest neon green you've <laughs> ever seen in your life. Slapped onto Sansa's parka from Undertale. That's what it looks like. This is this is this is an in canon confirmation now. That is what it <laughs> looks like. And also on fun days it it turns into like bowling alley carpet colors. It's just, it's it's a color shifting parka. Yes, it exists. You're in space. Anything happens. It is just the most eye searingly ugly jacket in the world. Like we said, we're not STEM people. The people yeah. on the crew who do STEM figure out how it works. Yeah, it's canon now. It's canon now. None of no one else. No one else gets to say otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I I know I relate to the jacket because um, I I don't do this as much anymore. But as a kid, I would like always wear my big winter coat like in mm-hmm. the classroom. Oh, yes. Um, and I have no idea why. Um, everyone asked me like, "Aren't you hot?" And I wasn't. I just liked the coat. It was nice. You know what? More power to you, actually. It like okay. Um. Okay, I think we've gotten to the end of the list. It says here in brackets. Cats talk a little bit more about recording echo. I am spiritually. I'm holding a mic up to your face. Talk about recording echo. Um. I don't know, you say, um, like, you take inspiration from Mabel Martin's voice, which I am not far enough into Mabel podcasts to fully understand, but I respect you so much for it. (laughs) Um, I kind of, I kind of go, like, Siri, but Siri is screaming internally. Oh, that's just the best descriptor. Okay, that is the greatest descriptor I've heard for Echo, I think. (laughs) Like I've heard oh. something like customer service voice, uh Yeah. Just on the edge of irritation voice, Janet's voice. Janet from the good place I've heard. Also um, have not seen that, but yeah, no, Echo, oh, I love her so much. Like she's an extrovert. She's like she's clever and snappy and she's just stuck to, Hello, how may I help you? Yeah. And it's horrifying when you stop and think about it. Um yeah. But it's also just so frustrating for her. Yeah. Um, quick promo here. Depending on when this comes out and when this gets edited, there will ha- will be or will happen an episode. Episode. Yes. I love that. Uh, I... That 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 may or may not have come out. Uh, go listen to that. It's very epic. It's incredible. <laughs> I I'm still just in awe. <laughs> I, it is it is very much in progress. Remember when I uh, I uh, for I love Echo so much. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to have conversations about the Echo Sode, but yeah. Mm. Okay, so, do we want to do? Oh, sorry. 
Yeah, no, I was gonna ask, like, do you remember, like, what, like, aside from Echo, who you auditioned for, like, what, during, like, initial cast auditions? Um, I think I just submitted the audition for Echo, like, initially, but I was also called back for Medusa, actually. Yeah, same. I was, I was, I initially submitted my audition just for, like, you know. Expletive. Whoops. Uh, kick, <laughs> kicks and giggles. Uh. Sorry, sound designers, kicks and giggles. But uh, I remember, I remember kind of heavily favoring. Mm, what if I got to do funky AI voice? That would be fun. And then I got called back in from Medusa, which I didn't expect. But I am, in retrospect, very glad I got yeah. back for. Yeah, I'm. I'm also very glad. Like I, this is just going to be loving Claire's hours, but. I cannot imagine Medusa with any other actor. Just the way you perform for them is incredible, and I love them Aww. so much. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, honestly, same for you too with the Aww. Echo Voice. I genuinely couldn't imagine anyone else on the cast, like just being Echo. God, imagine alternate alternate universe where we just switched castings. <laughs> I feel like there would be some sort of weird butterfly effect. You just switched castings, and you ended up being Medusa. You ended up being Medusa, and I ended up being Echo. That would have been wild, I think. Yeah. Somewhere out there, there's a universe where that happened. Somewhere out there. Well, you're in this universe, and it's been working out well for us. Yes, it has. <laughs> okay. Um. Do we want to call it here? Because we are nearing the 40-minute mark, and I feel like the sound designers are going to say murder us. Yeah. Uh, do we want to do, like, a sign-off or something? Okay. Um. Do you want to do the honors? Uh, I will try. Um, <laughs> gosh, this has been the Medusa. What? I don't, don't include that sound designers, please. <laughs> um, this... We're, we're going to have bloopers from this, but... Um, yeah, this has been us talking about Medusa. It has <laughs> stars. Okay, you're good. Ah. <laughs> talking about Medusa. Yeah, we have been talking about Medusa. What they were trying to say was this has been the Medusa Cabaret Variety Hour. Um, if you want to hear more from Medusa, then our next episode is coming out on the 1st of November 2021. Uh, it's going to be a banger. Please listen to it. <laughs> um, this isn't a real episode, so we don't have a tailspinner to do credits, so I'm just going to say uh, thank you for listening this far if you have. Uh, thank you for baiting with our scheduling nightmares we've been having recently, and over and out. Goodbye. <laughs>